gonna address this shit right now. We're not happy right now. Thanks to the um, George Bush doesn't care <laughs> about black people. Look, man, this is this this is the second time we're recording this show. This particular episode, to be specific, what happened? Full transparency, you know. Um, Jersey City's one of the Transformers blew in Jersey City, and because of that. The entire studio lost power. With that, the entire recording of this episode, what would be the first edition of the episode, was all erased. <sighs> Fuck, man. <laughs> but we back. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? PSCNG was down there trying to fix shit. I mean, the power was restored uh, the next day, but, you know, we back again. So, welcome. 4K, For the Stress Podcast, all that type of shit. Frank of Wolf Studios. Frank is here. Wolf is here. You know, we just going to get through this thing, man. You know. Can't stress over what we can't control. It's not our fault. We just here. We gonna get right to it, man. Uh, follow the show on everything. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Follow the Frank and Wolf show on Facebook. Uh, no, they not on Facebook. IG, um, Twitter. Follow Frank. Follow Wolf. Follow Never. <laughs> Never on Facebook. Follow A Celestial. I'm gonna get into that too because I got some, some news about that. Follow A Celestial Goddess for all your holistic healing on IG. Um, rate, uh, comment, subscribe to the show, and all of that. You know, so church announcement, church announcements, regular, regular shit. So it's this thing going on with Facebook. It's funny you brought up Facebook because apparently they in some shit with um, giving information to like. Russian businessmen during the election. So like, I think one is one of the higher ups at Facebook just left his position like today or yesterday. One of the, between the weekend, he left his post because of um, some type of whatever. He got in trouble, so the nigga quit. So <clears throat> I'm starting to think, Mike. Uh, what's his nigga name? Mark Zuckerberg is a criminal. Because it's been months of steady leaks of information saying, yo, Facebook did this. Facebook did that. Facebook was helping the Russian trolls and all this type of shit. So, you know, like the goddess Rihanna, you know, if she says stop using Facebook. I think I'm with that, too. We might have to start. We, have to, we might have to stop using Facebook just because shit is looking funny over there. And I don't know what's going on, but fuck Facebook for all of that. But uh, with all that, <laughs> we were talking about how the how the Jersey City teachers was on strike, right? And that's what we were talking about. Come to find out, strike is over now. <laughs> so <laughs> they might as well just be strapped. <laughs> You might as well give them guns now. It don't matter. Like, for those who don't know, um, the Jersey City's Teachers Union was on strike for, like, a day because, you know, of failed negotiations with Jersey City Board of Education. They were fighting over health insurance and, you know, teachers wanting to have lower health costs, which is fair because if you look at your pay stub right now count up how much money is going to your medical bills to your insurance and then think about how much of that you actually use and how much your co your copay is because you can't really do shit with your insurance when you get it so we need to save some money paying insurance every week or bi-weekly depending on how you get paid so 
you know, I stand with the teachers. Obviously, they got some type of deal worked out and um, they are back to, you know, by the time y'all hearing this, they've been back to work for at least two days now. And, um, you know, shout out to them for standing tall. You know, they were protesting for months, but, you know, shit happens, failed negotiations and things like that. But shout out to Jersey City for um, doing the negotiations. But anyway, y'all, y'all got to understand, man. This shit is put like a whole damper on the mood. And, you know, we're going to power through. We're going to work through it. But you know what I don't understand about shit like that? Like... Shouldn't cities this large have like backup generators and shit like that or things in place to where if if a, if a transformer blew, it has to be some type of fail safe system. I'm not understanding how a tra- you know, transformers aren't small. So what the fuck were y'all doing? Like like so. And these niggas will be quick to shut your fucking power off too. You be late on your bill, two three days they ready to cut your goddamn lights off. But y'all can't keep a transformer together. Like PSCNG man, y'all gotta get it together, yo. Y'all gotta get it together because that shit makes no sense whatsoever. That shit reminded me, um, even when um, you know, we was here. You know, after the power went out, we just we were still here in the studio. We was macking for a little bit, and you could kind of see outside just how many people just came outside out of nowhere. Like soon as the power went out, and then people realized, okay, well this might be a minute. The streets was just flooded with people, and I, remember, I think the last time we had a blackout like that in Jersey City, uh. It was a while ago. I can't I can't think of the year specifically. But I know the last blackout we had like that where it was damn near all night. You know, shit got real a little bit. Shit got real a little bit. And I'm glad no one got hurt. Um the cops was everywhere. That shit looked like it looked like a, a walking dead scene because like if you're familiar with Jersey City, Martin Luther King Ave, you know, it's a long strip where everything is. It's it's what um, is what the hippies in Jersey City will call the hill, quote unquote. And, you know, driving along MLK, that shit was pitch black. All you saw was the lights from cars or 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 um, police sirens and just shit look crazy. Shit look crazy, and then it reminded me that I'm totally unprepared for when the for when the apocalypse hits. Like I'm not ready at all. Because if ships some if if that was like some prolonged shit and we like had to get busy out here, I'm not ready, man. I'm not ready. That little momentary blackout reminded me, like, yeah, I gotta either do some more push-ups, get some more canned food, um, teach my kids how to like scream stranger danger or something well they know that but like at least <laughs> teach them how to teach them kung fu how to do something man because because we're gonna talk about this like what what if what is your contingency plan when it all goes to shit because it's gonna happen soon all they need is for the lights to go out we're screwed and then it really it made me realize how dependent we are on technology like we are fucked yeah. without any electricity mm-hmm because like when the when the power went out, you know my phone wasn't working right. I ain't had that much service. I'm like, yo, I'm like really fucked up out here. I don't know what the fuck to do. And it made me made me realize like, yo, we gotta like what's the word? I kept getting in tune with our natural senses again because we're so glued to our phones. That once you know, if, if anything was to happen like major, where like an EMP went off, like okay, this is exaggerated example, but if like an EMP went off and all electronics were down for 
anything longer than 12 hours, we knew we would we didn't know what to do. Like I, we gotta start working on a plan, man. We gotta start working on a contingency plan. Like we gotta get like a meetup point. Cause niggas is really preparing. Like and then it's funny because it made me think about when we was in here talking about the small militia groups and how they always preparing for war and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, see, I'm cracking jokes on these niggas and I'm not ready for a goddamn thing. Not a motherfucking thing. Like they get like I would totally unprepared. Completely unprepared. So we gotta I gotta get it right, man. We gotta get it right. Just make sure you got your um zombie contingency plan or loss of power contingency plan and you know, shout out to my grandmother cause who always taught me to keep a flashlight in the house and I always ignored her because I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. But flashlight and canned foods and all that type of shit. You know, luckily, listen, it wasn't that long, it wasn't that serious. We were good, everyone was safe. But just the fact that that can happen and how unprepared I was, like, yeah, I gotta get back on my shit. Cause that wasn't um for the, even for that that limited amount of time, I wasn't feeling that at all. Like I need to we need pay phones back or something. Or fucking beepers or some shit. Or, some, or like a landline or something. Cause who has a house phone anymore? Ain't shit we could do when the shit hit the fan. Come on, man. We gotta be at least we could be at least be more prepared than what we were. I'm getting how, how prepared can you be once it happens? If you're not already prepared. No, no, how much you. more prepared can be can we be right now? I mean, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's true. So now I got to look into... How we get ready. I guess I got to look into, like, backup generators and shit and and fucking um, flare guns and shit. And And you got to keep that generator secret. Because you know they coming for... Anybody could be coming for knowing you're the only one with one. But see, like... So now you need shotguns. So now I need weapons. Okay, so... Okay, you get a generator, mm-hmm. then you get the weapons with it. Mm-hmm. But what you need is a bunker. You need a safe house. Nigga, I live in a hood, man. There ain't no bunkers in it. So we screwed. What? What else? <laughs> what can we do? We about to make the trap house a bunker. Fuck mm-hmm. that. We gotta do something because it's especially concentrated areas like this. Like we going All right, we just full conspiracy theory mode. Fuck it. Concentrated areas like this. It's easier It's easier To just wipe us The fuck out Cause we're all Packed together Like sardines We don't have any There's not a lot of Space for like Bunkers Or fucking Safe houses Or places where We can stash um, Ammunition Or food Or whatever Yeah We don't have Any of that There's no access To that shit There's no access You gotta own property To be able to Build one Yo, it would really be like some dog eat dog out here. If it was really ever to go down, it'd be some dog eat dog shit out here like that. Yeah. Fuck, man. I gotta get out the city. Yeah. <laughs> Into the country. Yeah. A blackout yeah. is already it's already blacked out. out yo. There. Yeah, and it's and yo, look, and that shit was wild dark, wild fucking dark. Yeah, we gotta get together. I'm gonna have to start watching Walking Dead again because I I fell out of Walking Dead just because I just got bored with it. But just for like I guess for survival tactics and things like that, I might have to I might have to start taking notes again, man. It reminds me of that movie. Um, what's that shit? It came out a couple of years ago called Red Dawn. I think it was a remake of an older movie mm. where um, Korea, I think North Korea attacked. Some city in the United States where the EMP and destroyed all of the electricity, mm. and they just invaded that particular city. Mm. And it was kind of like the same thing. The people in the concentrated areas was fucked. Mm. They couldn't do shit. They was just rounded up. The the Korean military, the North Korean military, got them, round them up. And then once people fled to like the countryside where it's more space, you know, people was able to get their barons and and uh, be more 
survival ready. So, yeah, we got to get to the country, man. And with that, shout out to South Jersey. I was shitting on South Jersey a lot. But due to recent events, I might have to um, redetermine my stance on South Jersey. Because there's a lot of country out there. There's a lot of... Uh, what's the what's the fuck? It's a lot of space. So you know, I might have to reconsider my position on South Jersey. But um, I don't know what the fuck. The news I did have previously, it was um, trailer towards uh the special election in Pennsylvania. Um, a Democrat by the name of Connor Lamb won. Special election in southwestern Pennsylvania by a slim margin of 600 points, right? And you know, if you if you've been paying attention to the news like I have, you know, you 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 know, the White House is saying, oh well, Connor Lamb ran as a Democrat, and you know, it's not that important. I'm, I'm excuse me, Connor Lamb ran as a Republican, so you know, he agrees with Trump and things like that. But the truth of the matter is. The Republican Party is scared, and because they're scared, this should empower people who vote either independent or Democrat because the grassroots movement that we've been seeing since Trump has been elected is working. And the idea that voting doesn't count, the idea that um, your your vote doesn't matter and you don't need to show out to the polls you don't need to show out to these special elections it's all bullshit because in a close race like this in a damn near spontaneous race like this where there wasn't a lot of time to um, campaign properly and raise the amount of money that would you know gather enough eyes for this Democrat, for for Mr. Lamb to pull out this one is important. It's super duper important. And don't let anybody, don't let any of these media people tell you different. The special elections are always important. The uh, midterm elections are important. So anything that you can vote for, whether it's, you know, local, statewide, if it's something you can vote on, vote for it. You know, a lot of people don't even realize that. Especially in Jersey, like we we can vote who our sheriffs are and who our district attorneys are and who our prosecutors are and things like that. So all of that is important because when you're talking about social injustice and and the the, the criminal justice being the criminal system being unfair, your vote matters because if you're not paying attention to these elections and you're letting these politicians with bigoted views and Racial views like you let them run on the polls, what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do except go out there and vote because this shit matters. Okay, so shout out to Connor Lamb, shout out to Southwest, Southwestern Pennsylvania. You know, I had no faith in y'all because I was for sure thinking that he was gonna lose this race, but. He pulled it out, man. So shout out to Connor Lamb. Um, voters are fed the fuck up. And you should be too. So shout out to Southwestern Pennsylvania. Shout out to Connor Lamb. Um, so with with him, with, with the Democrat winning that seat, right, in Pennsylvania after Trump went there twice to campaign to you know basically try to put all his energy behind this uh, Republican I don't remember his name talking about you know his policies whatever Trump is unraveling this is what I've noticed in the time between him you know for okay so Let's go down and have a little timeline here, right? So, Friday, Trump fired the deputy director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe. And it caused a 
stir in media outlets and even people who pay attention to politics because many believe that he's trying to he's laying the framework to justify firing Mueller. Now, from Friday up until this point, the White House, Trump's lawyers, Trump Trump himself have been giving all different sides of a story. Trump is saying that I fired McKay because he was a Hillary um, supporter and you know how much he hates Hillary. And then with that, he felt enamored to start attacking Mueller directly because I guess he's looking at it like, okay, well, I fired McCabe and if I get my, if I get my own guy in there, then he can fire um, the insisted Attorney General Rosenthal who can then fire Mueller. It's a whole system, it's a whole chain of command you gotta go through to really fire Mueller. And because he fired McCabe, now Trump feels like, okay, well, I could just talk my shit then because he's just been on Twitter. Like he never attacked Mueller by name before, before this point. So he's, he was recently on Twitter, just attacking Mueller saying how this is a witch hunt and saying how all of this is biased, even though there's been two convictions and a bunch of indictments from Mueller since he started this investigation, but you know, whatever. But Trump has Trump has been feeling like, okay, well, I guess he's feeling himself to the point where I can just say what I want about Mueller and and he's just going at Mueller. And this is worrying um well not the Republican Party too much because we all know they pussy. They don't really give a shit. But they've this is this has caused a stir within Democrats and with media pundits because they feel like Trump is going to fire Mueller, which would essentially start a constitutional crisis. Now, listen, I don't know what Trump is going to do. If he fires Mueller, then yeah, it would be unlike anything we've ever seen. Because that was basically saying him firing Mueller would basically indicate like, yeah, I did it and I don't want him finding out that I did it. But like I said, because there's so many different sides of the story, Trump's lawyers are saying, no, no, no. Um, Trump was speaking out of turn or he was referencing something else. We were we are willing to have Trump sit down with Mueller and answer anything that anything that the uh, Mueller team wants to, to know. But that's the White House lawyers. Trump's personal lawyers are saying, no, 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 no. We don't want to talk to Mueller because they know their client. And if you let Trump talk long enough, he's going to say some stupid shit mm-hmm. or he's going to he's going to indict himself mm-hmm. somehow, some way. So, so Trump's personal lawyers are they not with this shit. They're like, no, 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 no. We're not talking to Mueller. We're not doing anything about that. We're going to um, we're just working on this issue. And that's that. So it's again, it's just more turmoil in the White House shit is all over the place I like I'm having a hard time keeping up because every other every 20 minutes there's a new rumor there's a new leak there's someone else saying okay well um we don't know what's going on or this might be happening or that might be nobody knows nobody knows so between now and and whenever you hear this, like if Trump fires Mueller, then we know what it is. So it's going to be a wild one. So just brace yourself with that. And, <laughs> and then I was thinking about all of this scandal, all of this drama going on on the White House. He's still being sued by a porn star. That's maybe like the fifth most important thing on his list. You got all this wild shit going on and you're fighting a lawsuit from from a, a from a adult sex star. And she just said yesterday, oh, we have pictures of Trump's penis. 
her lawyer said this. I like. I, it, I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, especially not about this guy. I don't know what's going on. It's 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 in between like, and then, you know, Jared Kushner's is still involved with shady business dealings and and. And it's just a lot going on. Uh, listen, I understand if y'all don't want to keep up, I don't blame you. Because this shit is a lot to digest on any level. So, shout out to you if you are um, following this shit like I am. Because you are a glutton for punishment, beloved. So, shout out to you. Now, with the bullshit... As a um, proud member of the Bodega Hive, um, these is a mirror was on the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're not familiar with the Breakfast Club, the Breakfast Club is one of the probably the most popular radio station, radio morning show. It's on Power 105. Um, you know, Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. Now, the Bodega Boys was on there last week. You know, promoting their New York City tour, talking about their late night show, um, which I'm a big fan of. You know, I, I fuck with the Bodega Boys. They're funny. You know, shout out to These Is Nice, Kid Mero. But one DJ Envy had other plans. So the interview starts. DJ Envy introduces Deezus and Mero as Dickhead and Pussy. And, you know, I think everyone in the room was kind of surprised. <laughs> and DJ Envy starts going off. He is, ups- apparently he was upset at the Bodega Boys for making jokes about his wife. Now, now on the on their late night show, on the Bodega Boys late night show, the DJ Zamero show, they made a joke um, regarding a comment that uh, DJ Envy's wife said. Now, if you're not familiar with the Deezus, the Deezus and Mero show, what they do is basically comment on whatever's happening in the world. They just sit, they, you know, they just sit and they watch whatever's hot in the news and they just provide commentary on it. That's that's the show. And as two comedians, they say a lot of wild spicy shit which nine times out of ten is fucking hilarious Mr. Envy felt differently because of I can't think of the joke right now because it's been mad long but Envy said oh um you guys disrespected my wife you owe my you, you owe my wife an apology you know he played the clip for Deezus and Mero and you know they were very Deezus and Mero immediately apologized like okay well I didn't know it was a joke I thought it was cool I thought we were cool I apologize Envy wasn't satisfied he's still going off well you guys y'all don't da 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 just just pissed off and in here you know Deezus is real calm he's still apologizing Mero's with the shits Mero's just like, okay, well, you know, we apologize, but if you're still upset, you know, we can go outside. Envy says nothing. They, what I thought, moved on from the topic. Two minutes later, DJ Envy gets up, walks the fuck out. Now, in the midst of all of this, it goes viral. I hope y'all have seen it by now. It's been all over every social media outlet. Any whatever it's been everywhere, and then from that, Deezus and Mero proceed to flame DJ Envy on their late night show, which was expected. Now, my issue with this whole engagement one, well, let me not issue, but one thing that I did enjoy that you can't go at uh, listen. If you're not familiar with Deezus and Mero, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck at all. You know, these are two niggas from the Bronx. Yes, they make jokes, but they are still two street niggas from the Bronx. Like, and because they make jokes somehow, that is 
gets past some people. You know, Miro will tell you quick, like, nigga, I'm still from the Bronx. Like, I keep a box cut on me. Like, he's just with the shits. And but my issue was that is, well, my issue with the, with with DJ Envy's response to it was more okay. The Breakfast Club is known for starting shit. They're known for the controversial interviews. They're known for, you know, he was in here talking about Monique. If y'all remember the the Birdman thing where they where Birdman came in and it was a huge viral moment. So like they are, they've made they've gained their popularity by being controversial, by pushing buttons, by asking questions that other radio stations don't want to ask. And Karma being the mean bitch that she is, once that energy was brought back to one DJ Envy specifically, now he's upset. And for something like that, especially with Deezus and Miro, who have been to the show multiple times and have a rapport with the entire Breakfast Club, all of that could, could have been handled with a phone call. Or like Deezus said, you know, you saw us in the hallway before we started recording. He didn't say anything. And if for, for something like that, if you like if you really if you really felt disrespected by something that was clearly a joke, you know, I can't say he was wrong for reacting to it that way, because, you know, if you, you know, you're going to do what you got to do to defend your 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 wife's honor. You know, um, Angela Lee was saying that he's super sensitive about anything regarding his family, but. You kind of you kind of started that, my nigga. You on a daytime talk show discussing your infidelity. You gave it to us. You like that could have been your business. Mm-hmm. You put it out there. Right. You got on the radio station pleading to the entire country about how you want your wife back and how you cheated and how you were dumb and stupid and you'll do anything to get her back. And then you went and then you got your wife back. Y'all were cool. And then you further, then you brought this up again, going on a daytime talk show, talking about it again. Talking about somehow you didn't, you know, you was fighting for your family and all of this other extra shit. You put it in our hands. And if, if you don't know anything about social media or just the state that we're living in, if you give the internet any type of information that they can use against you, you goddamn right they're going to use it against you. And for someone who works in media, for someone who who's, who's damn near their living is off of doing that same thing, like, I don't, I don't, I was confused about how you could get mad at some shit like that, especially if this is what you do regardless, because on a previous, on a, on an interview before that one, with Michael Blackson, they just randomly called his ex. Michael Blackson is a comedian for the, y'all don't know, but they just randomly calls his ex-wife because they were talking about cheating and they just randomly called his ex-wife. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard you and your ex-wife broke up. Let's just call her and get her on the phone. Oh, so that's cool. That's regular. But, you know, you get mad at Jesus and Mero for making jokes about some shit that you gave to us. I mean, to each his own, you know, if, if again, I'm not upset. Uh, I, I can't uh, be up. I can't feel a way about how he responded, but I do feel like he could have handled that a little better because this shit did not work out any way he might have planned. I don't know whether he thought by checking them publicly was with. I don't know whether he did that for his wife because she was on his ass about you better say something to them niggas when they come up there. I don't know if the, if that was the issue or what, but. Yeah, man, this didn't just from the amount of slander that DJ Envy has received. Yeah, man, this 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 might have been an L, big fella. I don't I don't like I don't know how you um 
I don't know how you walk away feeling like you won that battle. But, you know. He did walk away. But then it's like, you know, all content is a good content, man. Yeah, he walked off of your own show. You walked off your own show. He left them in charge. Right. Like, and then, like. You just you give you just give people like when he walked off right by maybe two hours later, these uh, mirror was on his Twitter and they got a picture of the the seat, the empty seat that that Envy left, and it says tonight on these is a mirror <laughs> behind the Breakfast Club. Like, come on, man! You just you're giving them material. You're not helping yourself at all. So, I don't know, man. Con- all, all content is some good content, man. I know clicks and views and viral hits are important to, you know, your monetary game, but some shit needs to be off limits, man. You won't hear no shit like that from me. I can tell you that much. Y'all know they exist, but I'm not going to be out there doing whatever the fuck. Now, but, you know, shout out to. Bodega Hive, Brandon Strong, this, that, and third. Now, we were talking about the Avengers trailer, right? So now, you know, if you haven't seen the Avengers trailer, you're a fucking moron. You need to watch it. You need to pause this episode right now and go watch it three or four times so you can understand the discussion we're about to get into. Because... So now there's like, if, if if in the trailer, Thanos is the main villain of the Avengers Avengers Affinity War. You know, if you're not familiar with Thanos, Thanos is a intergalactic gangster who is um, obsessed with death. He's looking to obtain all of the infinity gems so he can put it in his affinity gauntlet so he can so he can basically destroy all life because Thanos is a lunatic who is obsessed with death and he wants to please her so the only way he feel like he can please her is by killing everybody so this leads him to earth where he battles the avengers and all of that shit so in a trailer you know he's Battling different Avengers and shit looks like it's getting real. So now the discussion has become who's going to die in these movies because the Avengers Affinity War is a two part movie. So the first one drops next month. Oh shit, that shit drops next month. God damn. Yeah, it's coming. Fuck. Damn. All right, well, the, yeah, well, the, the first one drops next month, and I think the second part drops maybe a year. From whenever the first one drops. And I'm okay. I'm I'm ready for Iron Man to die. You ready for Iron Man to go? I'm ready for Iron Man to die. I'm ready for Thanos to punch Iron Man out of his suit. And you know, it's nothing against Robert Downey Jr. because he's been excellent as Iron Man, but it's time for him to go, man. He gotta go. Even Captain America. Captain America has three movies. You know, it's been. You know, Civil War is one probably one of the best Marvel movies that I've seen. But you know, even if he dies, like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel so bad. But according to the Marvel film, Marvel Cinema producers, someone important is gonna die. They said it's gonna be a few notable deaths. And according to, they said the movie's rated R. I'm not sure how true that is, but they said it's rated. They said it's rated R. So it's gonna be extra heavy. But just you know, I think because it's March, I was thinking about doing like a bracket of who dies. And I I feel like they're not gonna kill Spider Man because he's new. He just got there. So it's probably going to be like one of the lesser, it has to be some of the lesser popular, the less popular characters. It has to be like a, 
War Machine or maybe Vision or some shit. It, or maybe Ant-Man. Somebody, somebody like on a, the lower rankings that's not as noticeable. But I say all that to say Thanos is coming to fuck shit up. And I'm highly excited about this movie. Like Bamp like a lot of like um a lot of it supposedly takes place in Wakanda, so you know Black Panther's not going to die. He just got started. They're not gonna kill Black Panther. Thor might get his muffin cap back pill blue or some shit. Like he like because even in the trailer, Thanos got him by his head like he a little kid. And he was kinda like squeezing his head. And you know, if you saw Ragnarok, Thor already lost the eye. So him just getting his neck broke kind of makes sense, man. What are you going to do? Now, because it, it really depends on if, if they follow the comic book canon. Like, if they follow how it goes in, in the comic book, it's going to be a couple people dead. It's going to be a couple people dead. Because in a comic, like, he, in a comic, Thanos gets all of the Infinity Stones, Infinity Gems. He gets, he put, you know, he gets the gauntlet and he gets fucking busy, like just wrecking through, like the Avengers, wrecking through the X Men and any hero in the Marvel universe. Like he was kicking ass, and I, I really, I want to see that. I do want to see that because it's like, even with like Age of Ultron, like he was like a threat. But it wasn't like he, he, I, I wasn't I wasn't nervous With Age of Ultron Because it was just like They gonna band together at the end They gonna get him With Thanos Nah man I'm like legitimate Like okay Thanos is gonna He's gonna fuck something up He's gonna fuck something up So shout out to Thanos man Team Thanos Um the memes about Thanos because you know Thanos is obsessed with death so there's memes out right now about how how uh death curves Thanos because in the comic books uh death is in a female form and so they got memes out like you know when you destroy half the civilization but death won't text you back or some shit like that so shout out to Thanos man and if you want to really get deep with it, him um, doing all of this for a woman shows you the control that they have over us. If I'm willing to kill all life just to plead to just to appease this one woman, I don't need no pussy that good, man. I don't know what I don't know what she put on Thanos. She put it on Thanos. Put it on Thanos. But it's like death, so she got a black hole for real. I I feel bad for Thanos, man, because he's just nigga pussy wet. What you gonna do? So shout out to Thanos. Make sure y'all get y'all tickets for that. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna be there bright and early. Oh, shout out to um, I'm gonna say her name wrong. Ava Duvernay. Yeah. She's supposed to be directing New Gods. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So she's supposed to be directing. Now, New Gods is a DC comic title. Um, it's basically um, it's a bunch of women who are like gods, basically. <laughs> and and um, Ava DuVernay is supposed to be directing that. So I'm um, excited to see what she does with that. Um I keep hearing how good A Wrinkle in Time is. I haven't seen it yet, but I will make my way to the theaters. But Ava DuVernay has been on her shit, man. Shout out to her, man. She's out here getting busy. So shout out to her. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've, I have, I've heard great things about it. I haven't heard anyone telling me, you know, it's whatever I've just every, everyone that I've talked to about that movie says it's good it's good but uh, I think Oprah, Oprah's in that right shout out to Oprah man shout out to Oprah but um on a sad note 
next one is the R.I.P. to Toys R Us. Mm. Bye. I'm not really that sad though, cause you know why? I was a KB Toys nigga growing up. KB Toys, my mother took me. You know, okay, KB Toys was in Newport, I believe. Yeah, KB was in Newport, and because I was a big comic book head, I went. I only went there to get all the action figures, cause they always had the exclusive ones. Like they had the, you remember when the X Men cartoon show was popular? Yeah. All of the action figures was in KB Toys. Yeah. I was dead every maybe every week I was trying to get in there to collect all of the new X-Men all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all of the um, I remember I had I got Street Sharks from there oh shit remember Street Sharks yeah. nigga remember um, Space Biker Mouse or some shit like that it was mice. They was on motorcycles and Harley Davidsons, yeah. and they was from space from shit. Yes, yes, yes. That type shit. Yes. Fucking. Those toys were awesome. Yo, man. Oh shit. We supposed to be paying. Listen, I, I say all that to say, R.I.P. Uh, toys R Us. I mean, I ain't really fuck with y'all too tough, cause y'all toy selection was kind of trash, to me anyway. But you know. Y'all did a lot from the community, man. And um, uh, Gary V. Gary V is a motivational speaker. Um, he has a, a big following online. He made a post about uh, why Toys R Us is closing. And according to him, I'm paraphrasing because, you know, fuck the particulars. But he was saying that when it got... when. Toys R Us didn't adapt to the times. So when like when everything when when the shift started from people going to stores to online stores, Toys R Us didn't adapt with it. They outsourced to Amazon to handle all of their toy deliveries. So instead of like building their own delivery service for toys for their product, they didn't do any of that. And they just tacked on the debt and they couldn't keep up so his his thing was Toys R Us didn't innovate they didn't get with the times so that's why they that's why they're out of bit out of business now and that kind of makes sense man because I see because I see a lot of that especially with like Sears and JC Penney's and like Radio Shack and fucking Blockbuster and shit like that gone because yeah, Pathmark, because they didn't adjust with the times. And it would have been easy, like, and it made me start thinking about Toys R Us, even if, like, they could have made it, like, an experience. Like, instead of you just going in to buy all your toys, like, they could have made, like a, a, like, a Lego center, because Legos is popular. Kids love Legos. You could have made a Lego center where, where kids could come in and play Legos. You could have put a fucking ball pin inside of the big Toys R Us locations. Like there's one in the one in Elizabeth out there on the turnpike. You could have put it. You could have easily put like a fucking play center or a, whatever the kids are into. I mean, like something in there so the kids can be like, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, let's go to Toys R Us so I can go play with whatever. They didn't do none of that shit. And just like with all of those businesses we name, like. Like the way The way People shop now Like if you're not If you're not giving Your consumers Anything to come out to Niggas gonna stay in the house Like I I don't like Shopping online Like I will if I have to But I prefer going to a store I just like that Experience Like I don't I'd rather see What I What I'm buying What I'm purchasing Right then and there I don't wanna wait If anything like that Now Online shopping does have it's convenience because Prime, depending on what you order, will get that shit to you in like an hour. So that, that's damn near as efficient as going to the store yourself. But you know, like even with like like H and M, right? Like H and M, they basically transform. They are they are transforming some of their stores into like uh like lounge spots. Yeah 
like, like a little Starbucks, like like some Starbucks type shit. Like you go in there and they got like a vinyl player and snacks and treats and shit. So you can come in and sit down while you shop or whatever the case may be. So, you know, you got to adjust to the times, man. You got to adjust to the times. Toys R Us, I mean, hopefully there's, there'll be another toy store that'll pop up in your that'll pop up in the place. But Innovator Die, man. Shout out to Gary V. Innovator Die. Now, um, I guess we can get into music. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, I haven't listened to a lot of rap. So I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. I don't want all my real quote-unquote real hip-hop fans to be offended with me, but this is just how I feel, right? They're probably already offended. Yeah, right? Before I even say Just you said that. So, Prime 2. If you don't know who Prime is, Prime is a group consistent of Royce the 5'9 and DJ Premier, two hip-hop legends, two people who have been in the game for probably over 50 years collectively. They are like real hip-hop. They dropped, you know, uh, maybe a year ago, two years ago, they dropped their first project called Prime, which was was dope. Um, and they dropped a new project, their their follow up project, Prime Two. I don't really like it. Like, and <laughs> and it's funny because. I'm look, I'll be looking at the reviews like, yo, this is what this is what hip hop needed. This is like the real sh- hip hop shit that you know you niggas need. Cause all this bubblegum mumble rap shit, y'all need this shit. I'm just like, it's, it's, so how come you ain't like it? <sighs> Beats was whack. They was whack. They wasn't saying nothing. No, I mean, listen, idiot. listen. The the beast was okay. It was it was okay. That's what I'll say. So because people souped it up, it just dropped yeah, in. Again, it like just like just like with the Black Panther shit. Because everybody had these high expectations of yo, Royce the Five Nine and DJ Premier, they about to get together and it's gonna be some hip hop shit for decades. It's, this is the Mecca, this is how hip hop started. It's just like yeah. Whatever Royce I'm a I'm a Royce fan. Yeah, me too. But you, you're good with Black Thought if you want the bars. Right. And, and you know what? And then my my criticism of Royce, right, for as dope as an MC had, as he is, him like flowing all over the place kind of kind of bothers me. She gets old. And because it's just like, oh. it's, like, it's like I know you're lyrical, but like you're just rapping now. Now you just, yeah. It's just rapping. Yeah. It's like you're not even you don't even care about the beat. Yeah. You're just rapping. You're just rapping. And like you and said it, it you said it all already. And he and it's like he'll have these moments where and, it, and that's why Royce to me as great as he is, he, Royce Royce the Five Nines always hit and miss with me. Because sometimes he'll hit a pocket on a beat and that shit is just marvelous. And then sometimes he just like He's just gonna bar you to death. And I just I don't really wanna hear all that shit, man. And and you know, it's an okay project. I'ma try it, it again. Gets, it gets obscene. Yeah, because after a while. Because it's just like, yo, you giving me all of these bars. And it's like it's the, a lot of fabricated shit too. I'm not saying he ain't gangster, but it's just like I'll knock your head off your your shoulders. Right, it's just it's, flying it's, like a saucer. It's just it's a lot. It's just bars. It's just a lot, and then, and you know what really took 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 a lot of the sting from Royce's bars because the because his best bars on that project he used for the Funk Flex freestyle. I bullshit you not. Like. <laughs> You're gonna recycle lines 
Yo. You're recycling lines? Yo, come on, man. Like, I get it. I've seen M do that. Right, but if you're going to do that, right? Like, he used it. He used those verses on different songs, but it's like, those are the verses I liked. But you gave me all of the verses I like in 10 minutes already. I don't want to hear shit else you got to say. Like, in the, some, of the, some of the hooks was kind of whack and like, it's okay, man. It's an okay project. I don't, I don't, that's all I got. I'm not going, I'm not going to say, yo, this shit is trash. I'm not going to do that. But it's okay, man. I'm going to try it one more time when I'm in a better mood. But this shit wasn't it. Not for me. I, I'm just. Shout out to real hip hop, I guess. I don't know. But, um. I, I've honestly. I just been on like a alternative music wave recently for like the past maybe week. I've like kind of like it's rap shit out that I haven't listened to because I just been on some alternative music shit. Like I don't really I haven't really been listening to too much rap. So shout out to like Apple Music Playlist. Shout out to Tidal Playlist because that's all I've been listening to. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I haven't um Put a lot of effort into listening to any new music that's like rap related or R&B related because um, I get into these moments where I just, I just don't want to hear rap after a while because I listen to so much of it it's just like I, let me just turn this shit off right so I, I, that's all I got for you man oh Drake hopped on the Lemonade remix that shit is trash I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. That shit is trash. Like, I'm tired of you niggas hopping on remixes and not, you know... Just because it's you. Right, because it's you. You're not adding anything to the song. Like, for all of this, you should just left this shit alone, man. You should just left this shit alone. The shit is trash. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. The shit is trash. I don't care. I don't want to hear Drake and Rihanna or anything again. Pharrell, lucky he one of my favorite producers because that shit was trash. And then he premiered it like it was some old, like this was going to be it. Y'all ready for this? Right. Like, come on. That shit was trash. But I do enjoy Drake in that um, Migos video. Migos dropped a video for Walker Like I Talk It. Ooh, love it. That shit is groovy. Listen, man, I'm going to be completely... I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, anything 60s, 70s related. Mm. Very, like, black sports... Blacks... Whatever that word is. Thank you, brother. That, I'm a sucker for that type of shit. So anything, like, old Soul Train looking, like, that's... I'm, I'm a sucker for... I love that era of our culture. That's just, like... That was just a fly era. And Migos... More specifically, Quavo, being a creative genius that he is, directed the video for the song Walk It, like you, Walk, it Walk It, Talk It. And it's basically just like a Soul Train video. They're all dressed in 70s garb. Fucking Takeoff has a, a blonde Afro wig. <laughs> Quavo's dressed like fucking Jimi Hendrix. Um, uh, Offset is... Uh, He's in his shit And he's like Pop locking Through the whole fucking Like it's just some Fly shit Some fly shit Like Migos Migos really like One of the few Hip hop acts That are like Pushing the boundary With Videos And creativity In videos Outside of them And maybe like Kendrick And the whole Well let me not 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 just Kendrick But the whole TDE camp Tyler too Shout out to Tyler Tyler always makes dope videos And even like Even Jaden Smith too Cause I really like I had to watch that Icon video a couple times But I like that video too It's as simplistic as it is I like that video a lot So shout out to Shout out to all the hip hop acts Um Pushing the culture Oh One thing That I will start listening to Shout Shout out to Book Um Joyner Lucas I heard some shit from him 
I'm gonna give him a try because I I don't I'm I wasn't interested, but I heard some shit. Oh look, I'm getting the thumbs down already. Shit, I'm gonna try it out though. I'm gonna still listen to it. I heard a couple tracks that would that would that would cool, but I don't know. Just overall. Oh, before we get out of here, real quick, whatever this little dicky video is, he back. <laughs> look, man. He's st- Look, man, it's like, it's think pieces already. Okay, so Little Dicky is a rapper from who fucking knows. He's a white rapper. His whole thing is like the comedic lane of rap, I guess. He put out a, a, a album. Um, Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. He can rap. I'll give him that. He can rap. He got some flow to him. But he's just fucking corny. That's it. He's just fucking corny. It don't have nothing to do with him being white. Or nothing like that. I mean, he found he found a lane in hip hop and exploited it. I'm not mad at him for that. But it's just, this shit is just corny, man. He made a video with Chris Brown called Freaky Friday, based off the movie Freaky Friday, where basically him and Chris Brown switch places, and now he's Chris Brown. And I just, I don't care, man. I don't care. People were upset because they were like, oh. Lil Dicky only did that so he can say the word nigger. Like, come on, man. This is this is where we at, man. He said nigger? As Chris Brown. See, he's just pushing it. And Chris wait, Chris Brown said nigger on his behalf? Apparently. It's confusing if you don't see the video. Yeah, I Chris Chris Brown plays himself in the video. But is Little Dicky supposed to be Christmas? It's just some old All right. convoluted. I'm not interested either way. Yeah, it's. Can I ask a question? Yes, sir. Is it weirder for a dude to wake up with somebody else's dick, like in a new body with somebody else's dick, or a girl waking up in a new body with a new pussy, with a different pussy? What's, who's who, like? What's weirder? You think girls take it better or? Of course, man. Of course, girls would girls would adjust to that quicker than men are, because you know with us, you know, we we wear it like that, man. Between all of the, yo, this ain't my dick, and just stupid <laughs> shit, like some stupid shit like that. It'll be, you know, it'll be something dumb. Yo, my dick is, yo, my dick was bigger than this. Who body is this? This that? It's, you know, we, you know, we get we get mad over stupid Would shit. You touch it. <laughs> <laughs> like. You wake up, new body, new dick, you gotta pee. What's gonna happen? Of course, man. You know, if, if I've learned anything from Altered Carbon, you gotta just adjust, man. <laughs> you gotta adjust, man. Altered Carbon taught me that sometime in the future, you might be able to be put into a whole new body. So you might as well just get um, comfortable with your circumstances. But, and then all of that, I don't care about this little dicky shit, man. He's only gonna be around for as long as you give him fucking energy towards. He's been around for like two, three years. Though. Yeah, but you know, he 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 does he does shit that uh you know get him some attention and have people on his side, and then he'll do some goofy shit that make people um not fuck with him. So whatever, man. But, uh, oh yeah, before we get out of here, shout out to R.I.P. to Craig Mack. Flavoring Your Air is one of the greatest hip-hop songs ever. I'm just going to leave it right there. I'm not going, look, I'm not, listen, Wolf is giving me the thumbs down. Listen, I understand the need to be Craig Mack fans when someone passes, but we got to call a spade a spade. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I've never listened to anything past Flavoring Your Air from Craig Mack. And for that, for the legendary iconic remix that he gave us shout out to Craig Mack you know what I'm saying he was 46 years old that shit scares the fuck out of me because he was young as shit and all of my black and Latino men please get your shit together 46 is wild young wild young so shout out to uh, R.I.P. to Craig Mack rather R.I.P. to um, Stephen Hawking he passed 
Um, I don't know too much about Stephen Hawking, but he was important to science. Right. Oh, so that's cool. He was born when Aristotle died. All right. So then it's in the Cosmos for him. Then if he was he was born when Aristotle died and died on Albert Einstein's birthday. So that shit is in the Cosmos for him, man. He did what now? <laughs> he did what now? He graduated when Aristotle, when Galileo got his first hand job. There you go. You want to hear an antidote from um, Stephen Hawking? Yeah, let's hear it. He believed that because of his handicap, his super severe handicap, super immobilized, that that was the reason why he could think on the level he thought and he was able to traverse through the mind into the cosmos because of his limited shit. He had, he had nothing else to do but think. Watch A Wrinkle in Time. It's kind of about the same thing. Hmm. Well, shout out to him. So kind of, yeah! Same thing. Kind of, yeah! That's a great comparison. Kind of, yeah! I was gonna say, what the fuck? But then I'm like, you know what? That shit works. They all thought that my man was crazy, the dad. Because mm-hmm. he was saying, oh, you could just do this with, you could travel light years with your mind. And they people started laughing at him and mm-hmm. then he disappeared. Because hmm. he traveled. So maybe, so maybe, so maybe Stephen Hawkins was some astral plane type shit where he didn't really, he, his physical body died, but he's in some type of psychic space now where he can just chill him doing that his was thing. A rap, though. Like he dead, dead now. Before he was just a little bit dead. <laughs> now he he's dead, dead. dead. <laughs> so, with all of that, I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here, man. Celestial goddess for all your holistic healing. <laughs> <laughs> but, just in uh, case it wasn't said at the beginning. No, I think we said it at the beginning. Just making sure. I think we said it, but you know, we get Shaka another shout out. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, Backwoods for the stress. I don't know how to roll a backwood. I'm gonna learn this shit. That's on my that's on my vision board. How to roll a backwood. It's tough to roll a good one. Yeah, yeah. Gotta get it together. Thanks for the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing it for a long ass time. You got this. Word, word. Uh follow the show and everything. Follow the Frank and Wolf show. Follow Frankie. Follow Wolf. Follow A Celestial Goddess. Follow A Buggy. Follow the whole squad. Um you know what I'm saying? And fuck PSE and J. We out.